Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Podcast Network Asia. Sometimes, you know, you try to do something and your family doesn't believe, your friends will judge you. But when you hire a coach, they will commit to the belief in you. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Welcome back, my dear listener. On this episode, we'll be exploring life coaching, a service that's rapidly gaining recognition worldwide, including here in the Philippines. So here's the interesting thing. For over a decade, I've been on a path of healing and helping others heal, as you know. Little did I know, all this time, what I've been doing is coaching people towards living a better life and becoming their best selves. When I recognized that I was actually coaching people, I made it official by getting my coaching certification. And ever since then, I've been a big advocate of coaching and healing, especially when blended together. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is this thing I'm talking about, life coaching? I mean, you've probably heard it in conversation, but you might not know too much about it. You might not know how it can actually benefit you or impact your life in a positive way. Life coaching is like having a trusted friend who's also your personal cheerleader and guide. It's a direction many have taken that's been changing quite a bit of lives. Many people say that after getting a coach, they wonder what took them so long to hop on board. Life coaching directs you inward, encouraging you to explore your motivations, behaviors, and the outcomes that you create or manifest in your life. As I always say, if you're not content with what life is offering you, it's time to change your actions and embrace new possibilities. So if you want things to change, you've got to change. So life coaching is all about helping people just like you get where you want to be. Instead of doing things the long, tedious way, coaching is like a shortcut to get you from where you are to where you want to be. A life coach works closely with you, usually one-to-one, although there are such things as small group coaching or larger group coaching but they do normally work with you on a personal basis to untangle the knots in your life. They help you figure out your core values and what matters most so that together you can chart a course to make your dreams a reality. This kind of stuff is a game changer, especially if you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, or just plain unhappy with the way things are going. It's about stepping off that treadmill and making life work for you. And today, we've got a special guest who's a pro at this game. Meet life coach Kimilu. She's been at it for 10 years and she's got all the tricks. Neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and energy healing techniques. You name it. Kimilu's all about personal growth self-discovery, and transformation. And she's here on our episode today to share her wisdom with us. 
So grab a comfy seat and listen in. Life coaching is not just a service, it's a life changer. Let's welcome Kimilu Life Coach. Hi, Sanaya. Am I pronouncing that right, Sanaya? Mm-hmm. I almost cried yes. with your introduction because uh, I have always dreamt of being introduced that way. That, uh, you know, um, actually it's been more than 10 years already. It's my 13th year now of practice. And in the beginning, I would just visualize and imagine that somebody is introducing me the exact way that you just did. So I thank you for having me here today. Oh, that is so beautiful, Kimi Lu. I mean, honestly, you must have manifested it because I also know you are quite a great manifester yourself. So this must be something you either knew was going to happen or you've manifested it. So well done. Yeah. Yay, thank you. It's a dream come true. No, this is amazing. Honestly, you know, Kimilu, I've been wanting, as you know, to um, talk about life coaching because I approached you and I said, you know, let's do this episode. And of course, we had to get our schedules aligned, as always. Um, you are traveling the world and doing lots of exciting things. So I'm really happy that we are both here today to talk about something that is gaining a lot of traction among our community here worldwide. It's already something that a lot of people do. So it is really wonderful to have somebody, you know, I can connect with and and talk about something um, this wonderful as life coaching. Now, you've made quite the journey from a teacher to HR to becoming a life coach. Tell me a little bit about how this all started for you. I love, I love telling this story, of course, especially because in the beginning, there weren't any life coaches back then. So everyone's super curious. And the question would be like, how did you get into it? Why are you doing it? So the first sentence would always be, I was lost. I was lost. So I needed somebody to coach me, to hold my hand, to unknot whatever um, uh, was tangled, right? I want to make sure that uh, um, I found myself or that things would fall into place for me. So I was lost and uh, I was teaching and then I got into project management actually in a serviced hotel, and then I got into HR, um, and actually the HR stuff was already because of the coaching and training. In the project management job, uh, I started to cry out of nowhere. Like I was in front of the computer, and then all of a sudden, tears were falling from my eyes, (laughs) hopefully from my eyes, but I was wondering, like, oh my gosh, am I going crazy? What's happening to me? Why am I crying all of a sudden? And there's no reason for it. It was just tears falling. And at night, of course, I would be so bugged or curious, like what's happening to me? And I would actually like try to even, you know, um, tap my chest or like hurt my chest to feel something because I wasn't feeling anything. Like I felt empty, literally, even physically. So I searched far and wide for it. Kimi, how old were you at this point when you were going through all of this? Like feeling so disconnected and you Mm -hmm. couldn't feel anything. And I'm asking this because I know a lot of people out there feel the same way. Like they have emotions, they don't understand them. You know, they might be crying and falling apart and they have no idea like what's wrong with my life? Why am I feeling so empty? You know, so what was kind of your age um, around that time? I was 23. So after college, I was kind of lost. And then I was taking my master's. And while I was doing my thesis, I was more lost than after that. Just really not even lost anymore. But my word was despair. I was in despair. Like, what's happening to me? Why don't I know uh, what path I should take? Why don't I know what I want to do? Like, is there any future for me? So this was, these were my questions. 
Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people in their 20s come across that, you know, when they don't have things figured out and they're not actually supposed to have things figured out. But there's a lot of pressure, right, from social media or society that you kind of need to know what you're doing or you have to feel like you're successful already. So I do know that a lot of younger people go through that. But I also know that a lot of people somewhere, you know, in the 30s or midlife get this kind of feeling as well, where they're like, you know, so much of my life has come, has passed and I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm lost. I feel empty. I feel despair, you know, and, and a lot of them shut down and they break down, but you didn't. So how did you go from that, you know, kind of breakdown moment to then saying, I need a life coach? Yes. So thankfully, this is my, you know, like in the spiritual world, they say you choose your parents. So I know that I chose my parents very, very well, because apparently they are marriage counselors. And so as a child, I grew up watching, observing them, helping married couples you know, um, help them with their marriages, make it better, all of these things. So I knew that if I talked to someone, that someone could help me, tell me what's happening. But I, I, I'm I, not married. So, and they're my parents. So it's kind of awkward, right? To ask, like <laughs> you to talk to your parents, like, oh no, like I want to talk to a stranger who will not judge me, who will not get mad at me, all of these things. Right. I said, I think I need a life coach. So I really Googled like like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., life coach, Philippines, life coach, Manila, life coach, Makati. I did not find anyone. So thing like in my mind, there's a gap. Like, why is there no life coach? What if there's somebody else out there at 2 a.m. trying to look for somebody to talk to, trying to figure out their life? Who will they talk to? So I said, you know what? Maybe I could be the one when they start Googling, then my name will show up and they can talk to me. But of course, also, there weren't any courses here. So I had to fly to uh, San Diego, California to take all of my certifications. And so when I came here, I started um, practicing already. So there, that was like a gap, like while finding myself and um, I found myself and help others find themselves too. Amazing. Yeah. Really so amazing. That's my little story. <laughs> it's, it is such a uh, synchronous story, right? Everything kind of led you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Now, Kimi, how has the reception been here in the Philippines? Because, you know, we've both established it's quite new here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people may not understand what life co- coaching is. It may not have been, especially in the last decade or more, the the perfect environment or climate for, you know, someone who is starting a career or a business in life coaching to really thrive. And I share that similar journey with you because I came here in 2011 And I started my business in well-being and healing in 2012. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking right around the same timeline as you where people didn't understand this stuff. And I, I mean, I was, you know, in in the healing space. So that's kind of a little bit of a a, a different twist because Mm -hmm. we do have healing in the Philippines, but a different kind. Correct. But with life coaching, there wasn't really any kind of reference frame frame for it, right? So how did you manage? How did you take off here? Well, because it was new here, my first few clients, like in my first two years, like 50% or maybe even 60% were actually expats. Um, They were foreigners because I guess they were the ones who uh, knew what it was, who understood it very well until the word got around and people started referring. And so um, the clientele became more Filipinos as well. But really, in the beginning, there were more foreigners coming. Uh, And I think the coaching industry blew up during the pandemic in 2020. Like before that, it was really 
Like if you said life coaching, oh, Kimmy Lou is the life coach. But right now there are different kinds as well with different expertise, different niche. So I am actually so happy about it because before I had to deal with everything. I had to deal with grief, career, relationship, uh, etc. While now I am more focused on heart-centered leaders so I can help them more to create that sacred ripple effect, right? And other coaches can help them with other concerns. So that's for me that's that's the history of the clientele. You know, I I want to share a story, mm-hmm. Kimmy. Um so I had a, I have a student who posted something on Facebook and tagged me. And I love what she posted because she had a picture of her Apple Watch and um she had just worked out with a trainer. Okay? And you know, there was something like 400 calories burned on her Apple Watch. And next to it, she posted a picture of her working out without a trainer. And it was like 50 calories or something. And she put the, the caption was like, this is why you need a coach. Okay. Um, and I, I love that because it's so true. Everyone can relate to that. Like if I try to work out on my own, right? I really don't work out hard. I don't really like, you know, I, I'm not doing the right kind of moves for my body. I don't have the expertise. You know, I'm like watching a, maybe like a YouTube video and there's no one there to correct my moves or my posture or so on. But if I'm working with my trainer, it's like, there's no excuses. I'm paying her for that hour. She's going to make sure I get everything done to get my 60 minute workout in. And she's obviously going to correct it and make sure like it's to my level. And I, I love that example, Kimilu, because mm-hmm. that says a lot about why everyone needs a coach or a yes. trainer mm-hmm. or a guide. Cause that's really what a coach is, right? A coach is someone who's going to guide you to do, right. to achieve your goals in a quicker way and an easier way. And, and perhaps, you know, is the, the person who asks the right questions or is the right sounding board to help guide you through your life's decisions. Now, how do you look at that? Like, why, why do you, why do you feel a person would need a coach or would benefit from having a coach? Uh, how would you kind of share your perspective on that? Well, I absolutely agree with you, first of all. And I am, uh, I walk the talk because I have a trainer or like I have a coach for everything. So yes, to physical, like I have a um, trainer for my exercise. I have a coach for my social media, like a specific social media coach. I have a coach for my online marketing business. I have a coach for my own life. So it takes a village for me to function. Can you imagine? So uh, I'm already a coach and yet I still need coaching. So yes to walking, walking the talk and uh, um, moving forward because of the coach. And I have had years where I didn't have coaches, like especially in the first like six years of my career, I didn't have one. And true enough, when I got one, I was like, why did I just hire you right now? Like I, I could have advanced my career um, so much earlier if I, you know, invested earlier on. Um, but I also always say right place, right time, right people. That was just the right time for me to hire somebody. Um, and then if we're talking about like who the, who needs this, right? There's a misconception that, oh, you're seeing a coach because you're problematic. There's something to fix, right? But actually, a stigma. especially, yeah, there's a stigma. But especially, I mean, for me, I'm very proud to say that my clients are heart-centered leaders. So they are successful in their own fields of expertise, in their own communities, their company, their team. And how very humbling, because they are humble enough to ask for help from somebody else so they can be better leaders. So just becoming the best version of themselves. 
So if anybody's listening here, wanting to be the best version of themselves, get a coach in whatever it is that they need help with. Totally agree with you and totally relate. And I'd love to tell you a little bit of my own journey there, yeah. Kimilu. So when I um, got into my own kind of new direction into spirituality, well-being, coaching, all of this, mm. this was like, you know, more than 15 or more years ago, right? I, I used to take lots of workshops and courses. So I, you know, would always joke around and say, I was, I'm such a workshop junkie because I wanted to learn everything, like every healing modality, tarot reading, crystal, you know, all of that stuff. I wanted to know everything. And it got to a point where, you know, I just kept consuming, consuming. And then I kind of went on this little break and I started, you know, spending more of my time in application and healing others and working with others in my business and so on. And then, you know, there was this kind of period in my life where I would, I would learn new healing techniques, but I never quite got the concept of having like a mentor or a coach or um, someone to guide me in any aspect of business. I probably had this whole thing going on. Um, I know I did where it was like, I need to prove I can do it on my own, mm -hmm. you know, and I can figure everything out on my own. And I, it didn't like occur to me that why don't you just get someone with more expertise to teach you this? It just, yeah. you know, I was young. I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't something people were doing at that time. Right, right. And um, I've, I've always invested in personal development, in my mm -hmm. own healing and going to classes for my healing and, you know, but never for the business. Right. And it was very interesting to me that somewhere in, during the pandemic, I would say, you know, there was, as you said, such an outpouring of interest in yeah. coaching, in, um, you know, online programs. There was so much access because we were mm. all at home. Right. That's when I started to discover that you can actually find a coach for every single thing. Yeah. You can find a coach to be a better parent. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's someone I follow on social media who is amazing. She has her own podcast. She has her own book. Um, uh, her name is Dr. Becky. And I love her, you know, mm -hmm. parenting philosophy. So I started to follow her. You know, I started following different people who who were experts in something I wanted to acquire and gain. And yeah. I kind of got on the bandwagon. Right. And even with like coaching, I used to think, oh, I've been doing coaching for so long. But then I said, you know what, let me just go and get certified. And mm -hmm. I just started doing this whole, you know, reaching out for people to teach me things that I did not have an expertise in, maybe in the online area. And I saw things in my life accelerate like you can't, well, you can probably imagine, you of all people can imagine because yeah. you have a coach for everything. Yeah. And I started to get myself um, experts, coaches to help right. me in different areas of my life. And I started to invest a lot of money mm -hmm. in these different programs or coaches. And I remember in the beginning being like, there's a fear, right? You're like, right. I'm putting all this money in, but there's no guarantee I'm going to get something back. And then how do you measure? Is it tangible? You know, is it, is my investment going to pay off? And how do I even reconcile that? How do I check my return on investment? These are things that are going on in my mm -hmm. mind. I would imagine anyone listening in feeling the same way before mm -hmm. wanting to yeah. invest in coaching or with, you know, a mentor expert. So these are kind of the things that I had to overcome myself. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important lessons I got out of it is it's a no brainer. Anything you invest money in, and it's personal development, ultimately, you're investing in yourself. You're not investing in the coach. You're not yeah. investing in the expert or the mentor. You're actually taking all that investment and you're putting it in yourself because you are the beneficiary of whatever program or coach that you, um, you, you enlist yourself in or you sign up for or you work with. So that was kind of like a huge eye-opening uh, moment for me because I was starting to spend money that to me felt like, whoa, I've never spent that much money in my life. Like that, that's like, you know, cost of like college education for people. I mean, 
this is insane kind of thing. But I saw how every single investment kind of paid me back 10x or 20x or in ways that I couldn't even quantify. So tell me a little bit more about that, um, Kimilu. Like, how would you uh, explain that to someone who's never had a coach, to someone who's never invested in a self-development program or a coaching program or working with anyone who could coach them on a, a certain aspect of their right. life or business? Um, well, just to, uh, I guess, a pre-story to my answer would be, well, I hire, you know, I ask people to hire me, right? And pay me. So whenever I need something, like I need to learn something new, I look for an expert in that field as well. Like recently, um, I wanted to learn rope flow. Like it's a new sport. I said, I want, I really want to learn that. I can't learn that by myself. I need to hire somebody and pay somebody to teach me. And I really see the value in that one because it will really take you away. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. While to figure things out. I mean, this is just a personal story for me that I had to figure things out because in my, of course, in my mind, because I, w- I didn't see any other life coach at that time in 2010, then who else can help me but myself? So there, I, there were no models at that time. There were no experts in coaching at that time. So I had to figure things out. Can you imagine like maybe five years so now it's like 13 years of figuring things out. Now I'm able to share to others how to collapse time somehow. But I feel like it's not really collapsing time. It's just more of having that someone in a more consistent way. And also just having that person hold your hand, cheer for you through and through, I think is so helpful. When nobody else believes in you, you have that coach believing in you. And for me, that is the secret ingredient. Um, that is the gift of the coach to be to believe in their client that they can actually do it. Because where else, sometimes, you know, you try to do something and your family doesn't believe, your friends will judge you. But when you hire a coach, they will commit to the belief in you to the belief that you can actually do it so for me that's the magic of the coach believing in you so kimilu that was a great story um and i love i love what you said uh, i have two things i actually wanted to to say about that first of all your whole story about the the woke woke flow was spot on because you know if you want to get better at tennis or if you want to learn tennis you get a tennis coach Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to play basketball more professionally, you get a basketball coach. Right. So we we know that in sport that we do get someone to kind of coach us or help us. Right. So that's absolutely you hit the nail on the head. And um, the the other thing that I liked that you said, I I believe you were talking about accountability. Right. Like your coach. Mm-hmm. keeps you accountable. Like Correct. your coach is like, wait, this was your goal and this is what we're doing. And you know what I mean? Like, even if I have a workout, for example, and my trainer shows up at X time, I have to get out of bed. 
But if I didn't have that trainer to keep me accountable, I'm like, I'm just going to sleep in. right? Right. So our coach also keeps us accountable to what we intended for or what we signed up for. So I think that's a huge thing. And, you know, you said that when you were saying that, um, you know, they're your cheerleader and they're Mm -hmm. there for you, right, to guide you. So, yeah, I absolutely see the merit in that. Now, based on your experience with your clients, what have been some of the um, the wins, the celebrations, the successes that they've faced that you can share with us to give, you know, our listener a better idea of what could be an outcome of working with a coach? Sure. Uh, well, just recently with my recent clients, the heart-centered leaders, because before I used to really do more, I would say maybe healing work. And now there's healing, but also more business work because I'm dealing with um, company owners. So recently I asked a client to create a public profile and start showing up, uh, letting the audience know that she owned her company and it was a franchise company. And because of that, she was able to close uh, a lot of franchise franchise stores because of showing up and she was shocked because she did that in like I guess in a month she closed five franchise stores because of just showing up and she said oh my gosh I should have done this before but you know again right place right time right people just right the right timing but now she uh, appreciates that, oh, if you didn't tell me that I should start showing up online, then maybe it will take me a little bit longer to uh, create the clients that I have now. So that's just one of them. Another would be, um, I know somebody who didn't charge at all for, for her healing, you know, in the Philippines because there's healing so it's supposed to be really cheap or even free for free because it's oh it's healing like you know go go to the neighbor and they'll massage you and you'll be fine so people are not used to like really paying as much right so i said i think what you're giving and what you are providing is so valuable and you're going to need to put a price tag on it already And of course, because she was hesitant, she's like, okay, maybe just this much. I said, sure, you can start with that. And then while she was doing her work, she was experiencing already like, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing a lot and I'm only getting paid this much. So now she realizes the value of her work. I think that's the other lesson there. Like, oh my gosh. This work has value, actually. So now she increased her rate and now she's building like her own center already because of that. So those are like a few of the successes. Um, Maybe I'll share a third one just so um, Mm -hmm. there's another example. I have another client who is like a jewelry designer and in her rates for jewelry, she would only charge for the jewelry right like the the gold or the diamonds stones yeah yes the stones but she did not charge for her design so i'm like but that was your idea it came from your brain right and in your heart and you created it so you should be paid for it so she said huh i'm so shy like they're already paying for the the jewelry i'm like but you designed it like they're they're buying from you because of you. So I told her, just create a rate sheet and create the like, designer fee and then the amount so that they can pay you. So she said, okay, I'm going to try it. And then I received a message and she said, oh my gosh, I got paid for the first time for my design. And of course, that's so empowering, right? Like to be paid for your design. So these are just a few of the more recent 
uh, successes of my clients. You know, Kimi Liu, it sounds to me like a lot of your clients are women. Am I right? Yes. Um, Yes, most of them are. I do have male clients. I welcome everyone, very inclusive. It's just that I think because I'm a woman, then I attract women as well. Not to mention, especially here in the Philippines, I've noticed it's always the women who are more inclined towards um, coaching and healing first before the husband or the partner or the rest of the family or friends um, follows. So I share that with you too. But the reason I'm asking is because what you're talking about is how a lot of people's challenges in their business and their work is really a reflection of their own kind of self-worth or self-esteem issues or and it takes someone with that understanding to make that connection or to kind of because you already tied into how she was not charging the designer fee to her value and empowerment right and this is all connected like how we you know limit our own success or how we allow ourselves to have more success is a reflection of our own kind of inner work. Um, I know someone who calls it the inner game. It's what's going on internally. Um, and I think that's the whole healing and coaching kind of coming together um, when you work with an individual. Now, one of the things that I come across quite a bit, and I've heard you speak about it too, is women who are constantly giving too much to their families, to, you know, the people they take care of, their children, their parents. And there's always this kind of theme that shows up among a lot of the women I work with. I'm, I know yours as well is in giving so much, they get so depleted. Um, and I think you, you even said once that it's like, they're not able to refill their own cup. And so there's nothing more to give somebody else because their cup is empty. So talk to me a little bit about that. What would you say to a woman who's listening in, who is probably raising her hand right now being like, yep, that's me. I'm constantly giving. What would you say to her if you had to coach her on that? Well, I love this question for today because I actually had a client today who was exactly in the same in this exact position. And um, I told, of course, she's a mom. And I told her, so is that okay? Is that cool with you? If your children just get like 10% of you, like that's all, because you're depleted, right? So the whatever you give is also that kind of amount. Don't you think that's unfair, right? And also as a wife, like you're only giving this much to them. So it's unfair. It is a disservice to the people you're serving, your family, your team, your company, that you're not okay. So I always remind uh, women, especially, because women are naturally giving. It's so easy for us to love um, and to serve. But then my rule now, and this is what I teach in my Sacred Space Certification, that you are only allowed to give from your overflow. Like, that's a rule. It's our rule now. Meaning, you should always be full, period. And when it overflows, that's what you can give so that you're always full. So whatever it is that you give, it's 100% always. Completely. And, you know, it's actually a perfect question for me today, too, because I woke up this morning. I didn't get enough sleep because I was working late. Um, I woke up. I overslept, so I was annoyed at myself, but I was depleted because I didn't get enough sleep. So then I wanted to get mad at my husband because he didn't set the alarm clock, which is what made us oversleep and almost miss an appointment that we had to go through, go to. And I actually had to like breathe in the morning and be like, you're just feeling tired and crabby and you want to blame it on him, but it has nothing to do with him. You're the one who slept late and you could have just finished it tomorrow. Right. And then I noticed later on in the day, I was a bit more short tempered with my manager, you know, more than I like, it, it was like a little bit, not not a little bit. It just wasn't necessary. And I could, I recognize I'm like, I'm tired. And so my fuse is shorter because I was trying to do too much last night, which I didn't need to do. And then 
you know, everybody gets kind of not the best of me. And so it was like note to self, you know, make sure you take care of yourself. And I think that's the same message is, you know, whether it's with our children or with our family members, people we love, our employees, if you're not full, as you said, right, then you have nothing to give or you're giving the word, like you're giving the depleted version of you and that whole the overflow. I love that word, like give the overflow. But tell me, how do we know what's overflow, Kimilu? What is what? How would you identify what is the overflow? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I would say, like when you feel complete, when you feel at peace with what wherever you are in whatever situation, then that means you have something to give because you are complete already. So hopefully, you know, there's some kind of overflow um, and also abundance, like a mindset of abundance that, okay, since I am complete, I'm now able to give more to my family, give more to my team and et cetera, to my clients as well. That's a little bit of an interesting um, thing you said, given the context of Filipino culture, right, Kimilu? Because mm-hmm. culturally, right, the, the successful member of the family, whether they're working abroad or they're making more money here in the Philippines, tends to support and give money to the other family members um, when asked, right? And I know that leads to a lot of... Um, a lot of people who feel a little resentful of being asked all right. the time and then, you know, they're working, but then they don't get to really enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, they have to keep supporting other people. And that comes up. I, I've seen that happen in sessions as well. So how does that work then? You know, how do you handle the cultural context and element with, you know, these ideas, which I completely am aligned yeah. with you, but it is kind of tricky when you put all of this together. So how do you speak to someone with that belief? I speak with a lot, of course, now there are a lot of Filipinos and I teach Filipinos all over the world. So there are people who send money to the Philippines and I would highlight, like, this is really more financially, okay? Like, let's be very specific already. Um, I would really tell them, like, okay, you pay yourself this much, like your expenses, and then make sure that you go uh, go to the parlor, like make sure you get your new set of clothes, you know, and then after that, that's whatever is left, that's what you can give. But make sure you take care of yourself because you're the one who's already doing all of the work. So, of course, treat yourself, right? Like make sure you're okay first. So it's very specific, like financially speaking, I think that's the uh, the the challenge most of the time, right? Like sending money yeah. to make sure really that they have enough for themselves and a, a little extra. And then the extra will now go to them. If there's no extra, the family will need to wait a little bit longer or maybe also it needs to be balanced. Like, of course, maybe this month, no parlor and no new set of clothes first. But always take care of yourself first. Because sometimes uh, the people who are abroad need to ask for money, do loans, just to be able to send to their family. I don't think that's a really good practice. Right, because they dig dig themselves into a debt hole themselves, mm. right? And trying to kind of support. That's true. Yeah. And how about if it wasn't financial? Like also culturally, religion-wise, yeah. there is a lot of emphasis placed on kind of sacrificing for others or, right. you know, prioritizing other people's needs. And there's a general kind of, um, you know, it is it is positively encouraged or or looked upon to yeah. be doing more for other people right. than yeah. yourself. Yeah. How do you balance that? It's tough, right? Um, yeah. But I'll just go back to uh, the person's happiness, what truly makes them happy. I mean, hopefully the family will start 
learning or start recognizing that because when a person is happy, they become more productive. That means they can provide more, not just financially, but also emotionally, like they're happier. So they'll be happier to help, right? Rather than stopping this person from their happiness or hindering them from experiencing their life fully, uh, like why not, right? So allow your family members to uh, experience how they want to experience their lives because, I mean, karma, right? Like it will come back tenfold. There is abundance that will come back because of that happiness. Let's just talk about like manifesting, right? So with manifesting, it's just high vi- it's high vibe energy. And if you're in the resentment um, level, then there's no abundance and manifestations coming through. But if you're in the happier spectrum, like loving what you're doing, um, enjoying yourself, having fun, then it's so much easier to overflow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so true. It really is. The the key is is to uplift yourself and to stay in that high energy, as you said. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, Kimilu, I have really enjoyed a lot of the coaching you've already shared on today's episode. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you work with individuals. I know you do programs. I know you do Correct. one-on-one sessions. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about what you do so that, you know, our listener can also, um, you know, understand more about what it would be like to work with you or um, to work with a coach? Well, first would be, I have one-on-one coaching. It's very specific to, right now it's very specific to heart-centered leaders for mentorship and coaching. So I have clients who are coaches now and who want to uh, collapse time for themselves, right? their business and I also have business owners who want to become better leaders so in one-on-one sessions it's like in a course of five months and I see them weekly or twice a month and I only have like five slots for that so very high level and then I have the certification which is sacred space certification and it's open for everyone especially for those who are in positions of influence uh if they are trailblazers thought leaders and coaches as well we have doctors lawyers people in it the it industry president of companies so it's not just for coaches because i feel that everybody needs to hold space for anyone, actually, especially their employees, right? Um, so that's the certification. And I have Manifest. It's a playground. And I would say this would be like beginner level. If you're not familiar yet with this whole coaching thing, like you can join this one because we practice how to be grateful. We practice how to breathe. We practice how to move our bodies. Uh, we practice uh, a little bit of meditation or energy clearing. So like a little bit of everything, a taste of everything. And if you want some more of that, then you go into a mastermind. Um, so that's another program. I have several programs happening and going on here and there. And uh, yeah, I mean, the easiest would be to send me a message and we kind of like figure out where they are and I meet you where you are. I'll say, oh, okay, you're super not familiar. Maybe you can do this. Um, I think you're ready. Then I can take you on as a one-on-one client. Oh, I think this one will help you better um, because you're surrounded with other entrepreneurs. So you can even learn from each other, not just from me. So it really depends on where you are at in your life. So you basically place people in um, the the most appropriate kind of space for their personal growth, which sounds Correct. wonderful. Yes. How do people get in touch with you, Kimilu, if they want to work with you, if they want to join something? How do yeah. they reach you? The easiest way, and this is how you messaged me, which is on Instagram, just 
send me a message, DM me at Kimmy Lou Life Coach, and I personally reply to those messages. So not, not a robot, not an assistant, it's me. I'll reply to you. Send me a message. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, Kimmy Lou, we are at the end of the hour. So mm-hmm. I would love to end our conversation today by asking you for your project, Loving Myself, mantra or message for our listeners. I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, what would be the mantra? But I would just like to remind everybody about giving from your overflow, making sure you are 100% all the time. Of course, it won't be all the time, but always try to be 100% so that when you're giving, when you're serving, then they get the best of you. That's so beautiful because it was almost like the key message of our uh, conversation today. Mm. Thank you, Kimilu, for sharing your time and for all the uh, insights that you shared with us on our episode today. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for making my dream come true to be here on your podcast. And thank you for agreeing as well to chat with me. It was really, uh, was really wonderful. Thank you. As we wrap up today's episode, remember this, you are worthy of living the life you truly want. Embrace it chase your dreams, and keep loving yourself every step of the way. If life coaching resonates with you, I encourage you to take action and find yourself a coach. You can get a coach for anything you want, and it's always better to take the shortcut than the long, winding road. Tag me with your thoughts on coaching on at Project Loving Myself podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamo. Follow and subscribe to Project Loving Myself to stay connected on more episodes just like this. In today's quote, we have Justin Timberlake who said, Coaching is not about being great. It's about consistently getting better. So until next time, take care, keep growing, and keep winning the game of life. You are loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.